sorry, but I just love that jingle so much. Thank you again to my ex-boyfriend and now a friend, John Clapper, for creating that jingle for us. So, how is everyone? I feel like this is week three of self-isolation, lockdown mode. Um, I've currently got a plastic bag on my head. Don't know whether you can hear this rustle. Um, I'm just doing a hair toning mask thing because my hair has gone terribly ginger and it's meant to be blonde so I'm just trying to sort it out and my hairdresser actually talked me out of doing a box dye. I went to Morrison's to our food shop and I thought one of the essentials was a box dye hair thing and then my I texted my hairdresser and said please talk me out of this because I'm about to dye my hair brown after I've spent a lot of money with my hairdresser to get it blonde so she's talked me out of it and we're gonna do some purple shampoo instead so fingers crossed it all works out fine because I'm just gonna leave it in for a good few hours and just see how it goes um so welcome to but where are you from this is a podcast by 20 something millennial that's me learning about life as a British born Chinese I'm Viv the host of the podcast and in this series we talk about life as a BBC a British born Chinese from family life to work dating relationships food racism and general culture so hopefully this is relatable to anyone who's a British born minority. If you have any questions or you want to drop me a message, I'm at Fifth Div across all socials. And thank you so much to everyone who's listened so far. I'm still loving receiving all your DMs and I'm overwhelmed by the fact that people are actually DMing. So let's get into today's topic, which is one of my favourite topics of all time. It's food. Of course, it has to be food at some point. We're Asian. We love food. It's part of our lifestyle. It's in our blood to enjoy food. And I feel like at the moment, because we're all stuck indoors, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just constantly texting my friends about what I'm eating and making that day or what my mum has made for me to eat and just thinking about everything that we usually take for granted outside. So being able to just go to McDonald's, go to KFC and just organising lunch with family and friends and going out for dinner after work. I miss it so much. It actually makes me tear up a little bit. I don't know whether I'm just emotional because it's near my period, but I actually feel a bit sad thinking about the fact that we can't eat out. How emotional is that? There's there's worse things going on in life, Viv, but um, I'm really lucky, really, because mum's been, she's on a cooking mission at the moment. She's just downstairs and she's turned the kitchen into like a churn fan factory. So for those who don't know, churn fan is like these long um, rice noodle type things and it's normally encased in prawn or pork or um, vegetarian stuff and then you put soy sauce all over it and it's delicious. I don't know whether you can hear my mouth salivating as I'm describing that food. This podcast is going to be so hard because it's just going to be me going, which I'm sure is a very disgusting noise for everyone listening. So I'm very lucky because she's she's gotten into her cooking recently a lot. And last night she made, or was it the night before? Oh, one of the nights she made um, the Sejuan fish in chili oil, which was so delicious. And it's one of my favourite Asian cuisines. Um, it's basically this like broiled white fish 
in loads of chili with like Szechuan peppercorns and lots of um, lettuce and mushrooms and it's just delicious. I need to just pause for a minute whilst I just swallow my saliva that's accumulating in my mouth because I'm just describing one of my favourite foods. Just bear with me a second. How am I going to do this podcast? I just don't know how. I'm going to have to just pause every few seconds just to stop salivating. Oh my god, I'm literally like one of those Pavlov's dogs, you know, that um, psychology thing that they did with these dogs where they rewarded them with good behaviour by feeding them food. I'm literally like that. I'm so I'm such a simple being. Anyway, so um, has anyone seen the Delonia coffee trend. It's this Korean coffee trend that's just made waves over social media and everyone seems to be making this coffee at the moment. So I obviously jumped on the bandwagon and I made this. It's really easy. It's basically like milk at the bottom and then frothy coffee on top and it's like a whipped coffee on top. So it looks obviously really Instagrammable. Although I have seen some really questionable ones where they look like diarrhea on top because it's like a weird green colour. Ours ours turn out fine. So all you do is you take two teaspoons of instant coffee, so it has to be instant coffee, two teaspoons of sugar and then two teaspoons of hot water and then you literally just whisk it. So if you have an electric whisk it's much easier to do but I, I couldn't find my electric whisk part so I had to whisk it by hand which took fucking ages. It took about five minutes which is a long time if you're not used to that type of wrist action and then so anyway so you whisk that until it becomes like a light brown color and then um you either heat up your milk or have your milk cold so i used soy milk in ours actually and then you take the coffee and then you pop it on top and then it's this lovely kind of reverse coffee thing i actually found mine a bit too sweet because i don't normally have sugar in my coffee so it was a tad too sweet but i feel like um, you can reduce the sugar slightly and you still get the same impact so has anyone else tried that please share your photos if you have and there's this amazing group that i've just discovered on facebook that my friend michael told me about and it's called the british born chinese food group on facebook and it's everything that I've always wanted but never knew that I did want until now. So when I was younger, I used to post so many photos of my food, even like my crappy dinners, um, like sausage and mash or whatever it is I was making as a student onto Facebook. And then I think people found it a bit odd, even though now everyone does it back then. You know what? I was just a bit of a trendsetter, I would say. No, I was just obsessed with taking photos of my dinner. Um, But this group is specifically for that. So all you do is you just take a photo of your food and upload it onto there. It doesn't need to look nice. And then people talk about your food in the comments. And it's predominantly Asian food, although people cook whatever they're having and then pop it up there. And then people are genuinely interested. So it just goes to show there's a community and a group for everyone if you just look for it and it's actually been a really nice group to be involved in the people are really friendly and it's literally just about the food you don't go into kind of like politics or whatnot um so if you fancy checking that out that's um british born chinese food on facebook and another Facebook group recommendation. So I've never been big into Facebook groups. And if I have been, I've always just been a bystander. I've never really been one of those active commenters. But there's this amazing Facebook group called Subtle Asian Women. And it's one of those ones where you have to answer three questions to get in. And it's a group of like 20,000 women on this group. 
and the, we talk about all sorts on there so people send in their dilemmas and it gets really deep and there's some subjects on there that are really quite it might be triggering for some but it's a really supportive and authentic group and they've created a really special community and I don't know how they've done this with 20,000 women but I've not I've never seen any negative comments from anyone on that group it's all just about building women and supporting them and people genuinely take the time to comment and there's some amazing really hilarious um threads as well so there's this one about sex (laughs) and this one girl talks about um how she was dating this korean guy and just before they were about to do the deed he was like hey are you ready for some of this bts dick (laughs) and it honestly I was crying, laughing in bed. I was howling in bed, just reading all these comments from these women talking about their various sex stories around the world. And it made me laugh so much. So today's topic is obviously about food. So I'm going to start talking about my favorite snacks as a child. So my favorite Asian snacks. Um, I don't know whether anyone remembers the rabbit candy. So the white rabbit candy sweets that you used to have as a child. And they're almost like milky chewy sweets and they had this weird like white paper around them like I I think it was rice paper and they remind me so much of my childhood just going around to in the Chinese supermarkets trying to convince my mum and dad to buy us these Asian snacks Um, and I also loved so me and my sisters were obsessed with crisps we always have been and there's this specific um spicy crisps I don't know what they're called but they're like in a black and green and orange kind of packaging and the crisps are like orange colored and they're meant to be quite spicy but really they're just kind of more flavorsome and I remember because our our family for some reason they just made us share everything we weren't like poor growing up I don't think anyway or maybe we were and I just didn't know but we used to share everything when we were younger so my parents would buy this one packet of crisps and it it was like a share bag size but it was mainly full of air so it didn't have that many crisps inside it and we used to go home on a Sunday after buying all the stuff from the Chinese supermarket and then my big sister Natalie um, she would open the packet of crisps and we'd lay out one tissue in front of all of us the three of us and then my sister would then divide up each of the the crisps between each of us and then we'd all get one big piece and then some little pieces between us and we'd share those and like really savor them but I, I still feel really nostalgic every time I see those crisps and I still love them even though I haven't had them in what feels like years now um and we used to also get pocky sticks so they're now quite mainstream like you see them in like selfridges and stuff now don't you but I loved pocky sticks growing up they were just such a fun convenient snack and then um hello pandas obviously and now when you see them being sold in like um places like selfridges and they sell them for like a quid I just think to myself but you can get them from the Chinese supermarket for like 30 40p it's so much cheaper I don't understand did anyone have to share stuff with their with their siblings when they were younger at all? Because I remember, especially during Christmas time, so this is going away from Asian food now, but thinking about the crisps made me think of other things that we had to share. So advent calendars, all of our friends at school had their own advent calendar. That's like a normal thing, right? But then with our sisters, so with my mum used to buy one advent calendar for the three of us to share. And the maths doesn't work out right. There's always one person 
that's left with one less chocolate. Um, but we used to have one one piece of chocolate from the advent calendar every three days, <laughs> and it's like we de- we weren't poor. We we had my mom and dad definitely fed us well. It's just that they I don't think they saw why it was so important to have advent calendars as a kid growing up, um, and why we you'd want your own. And it was the same with like things like you know like Western like your your English kids used to have pocket money like my friends had like one quid a week and I remember begging my parents to just give me one pound a week as pocket money and they wouldn't do it they just said no because we needed to learn the value of money and that's why they got us working from the age of 14 at various takeaways and restaurants and actually now looking back even though I thought back then it was like ah injustice now I'm like actually that makes a lot of sense why would you just give your kids money if they're not doing anything to earn it, at least do chores around the house or something that you get kind of value in exchange for that one pound. Right, so we're going to talk about my favourite types of Asian food. This isn't going to be some kind of like history of Asian food, purely because that requires research on my part. And I don't know that much about it. We're just going to keep this nostalgic. This is a bit of a personal diary for me. So if you're looking for anything educational, I'm afraid you're going to have to go to Wikipedia because you're probably not going to find out much about the origins of Asian food. We literally, I just have in front of me on a Google Doc, a list of my favourite Asian food. And <laughs> we're just going to talk about that. So first one on the list, I've already said that this Sejuan chilli fish. I just love how spicy this dish is. And how the peppercorns just like are so numbing and delicious. I love that so much. But actually, weirdly enough, even though like I love Chinese cuisine, I would say Vietnamese, actually it's not that weird, but Vietnamese, I would say it's probably my favourite type. Or Vietnamese or Thai food, because I just love how it's like the flavours are so like sour and sweet and garlicky and spicy all at the same time. So I love making pad thai. I love um like pho, um, I love anything that has kind of a garlicky, spicy element and sweet and sour element to it. Anything Vietnamese is a winner for me. Um, One of my friends is Vietnamese and every single day on Instagram, she's cooking something different for her family and it's all amazing food. So I literally can't wait until this is all done and I can drive down to Birmingham where she lives and just stay at her house and just eat food. That's literally my top priority at the moment. Not winning business or spending time with with people that I need to. It's literally just going down to her house just to eat her food. And I hope she doesn't mind me just saying that that's the main reason why I would be going down to her house. <laughs> um, and then obviously noodles. So there's so many types of noodles. Uh, I especially love spicy noodles. Anything that has a kick to it, I'm all for. There's this amazing place in Liverpool called Mr. Zhang's and my friend Michael and his fiance Wing and a few other other friends took me there once uh, only a few weeks ago. I know it's probably a good few months ago now and um, it was during when coronavirus started So we went in there and they had this laser thermometer that they would point at your head to see whether you had a temperature. And because that restaurant predominantly is full of Asian students, so I think they had to be really secure. And it was really quiet when we went, which was a shame. So this was probably mid-February, I would say. Um, And they do the best types of 
noodles where they give you the noodles and it's in a broth but then there's a station where you can add in all your bits so like your sesame paste your chili oil your coriander your garlic oh my god oh, i just love that so much it's one of my favorite things ever so i'm gonna have to try and recreate that at home somehow i think it's pretty easy to do you just need all those bits don't you and then you can just pop them all together um but i just love that type of flavor where there's so much stuff thrown into it and there's so much variety in every mouthful Ugh, it's just delicious and then of course ramen i just i love i love any kind of proper ramen where the broth has been simmering for 18 hours and you can just taste the flavor in the first spoonful and when you slurp up the noodles and it just tastes so good and then you, you never want that feeling to end. I always get this feeling of FOMO. So when I finish a meal, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sad that that's over. Does anyone else get that feeling when you're full and you're like, I can't wait to eat again. <laughs> and then other types of noodles. So I love tong fan. So it's like macaroni in soup. I think that's what it's called anyway. I need to consult my mum on these Chinese words because I feel like I've got that wrong. But um, you know, like the macaroni pasta shells that they put in soup and you have it with like sweet corn and ham or spam. And it's like really simple, but really warming. That reminds me of going to Hong Kong and having that in the, um, what's it called? The ta, ta, tang. Oh my God. What is it in Chinese? Uh, okay so I just have to look that up it's a ta cha oh my god <laughs> I can't even say it so it's basically kind of like a cafe cha tan tang ta chan tang oh my god right this just shows how bad my Cantonese is it's basically a place that you go and because Hong Kong was British colony um for years and years they adopted a lot of the western trends so things like pasta and um having spam and eggs frankfurters for breakfast is really still common over here and like egg sandwiches really simple stuff like that um french toast with loads of butter on that's quite traditional hong kong breakfast so that kind of stuff oh i just love so much and i miss it so my mum actually i said to my mum the other day i was like mum i really want that macaroni soup and then she made it for me the next day she'd been so good i text her um, the night before even though she's obviously in the same house as me but I always think of these things before bed I text her one night saying mum I really want to eat uh, duck which is congee which I don't really get a craving for but every so often I'm like oh I could just do with a really warming bowl of congee and then the next morning she was making it oh so great I am so lucky so obviously congee is one of my favorites but I only like it if it doesn't have the hame in it you know the um dried crispy shrimp thing that they put in loads of food I don't like those dried shrimps they taste too fishy for me which I love seafood but I just don't like that particular flavor um and then my mum's attempting right now as well to make yao da gui which is just like fried dough stick which you normally dip into congee. And it's like this mixture of dipping in this fried dough stick into this warming bowl of congee. And it's just so delicious. I just love it so much. And then obviously dim sum. That's one of my favourite foods. I remember going every single Sunday with my family before we go to Chinese school and um, before my mum and dad would go to buy all the stock that they needed for the takeaway whilst we were in Chinese school. And one of my favourite dishes was pai guat, which is like pork ribs 
um, in like black bean sauce. And then obviously your usual, your hargaus, your sumais, any type of dumpling. Oh, and the turnip cake. What's that called in Chinese now? I actually can't remember. Um, but it's so delicious, um, especially when they chop it up into squares. Um, oh, I just missed him some. That is what I miss. Just being with family, eating loads of food. That that is the essence of what I miss. Not not just purely just the food, but being with my family. And it's actually making me a bit sad. <laughs> I had a little bit of um a tear up last night. I was looking at photos of my baby cousins and I was just thinking about how much I miss them and how they're gonna grow up in the next few months. And it actually is bringing a tear to my eye right now, just thinking about it. <laughs> oh my god, I must be in the period because I'm not normally this emotional. What else do I love? I mean, dumplings in general. I love dumplings. Am I getting emotional thinking about dumplings? I actually am. <laughs> I've got tears in my eyes. So I love pan fried dumplings, gyozas. Um, me and my friends actually, so Michael and Wing, so they're a couple. So if I mention them together, that's because they come together as a couple. Um, they came over to my house the other day and we made dumplings from scratch. So my mum already had some some of the pastry skins frozen but I decided to try to make the pastry so we started it about I'd say about six-ish and we didn't eat till 10 o'clock and my poor mum we said to her mum we're going to cook dinner tonight you just kind of relax and she asked me oh what time do you reckon dinner's gonna be ready and I was like we're done by seven 10 o'clock because we spent ages perfecting the dough so the dough was quite easy to make it was just like flour and water I think and you just have to dough it and then let it prove but then you have to roll it out and then flatten it pop the mixture in and then fold it in a really intricate way which I was really bad at um my friend wing was amazing at it um she's just kind of really good at attention to detail stuff whereas I'm awful at that and then we either pan fried them or boiled them but we had so much meat we had like this king prawn and pork mixture and it was just so tasty and then we made like the sauces to go with it and it was just the best the fact that you make it yourself as well it's just so much more satisfying when you're eating it so I miss dumplings and I'm actually getting tearful thinking about it that's really sad this just goes to show the privilege that I have in my life the fact that I'm crying over dumplings <laughs> it's really quite something really quite something um I remember actually there's this one time when I don't know whether you guys this isn't an Asian thing but I used to have boiled eggs quite a lot for breakfast because I just I love them they're still one of my favorite foods to this day and I remember in school the teacher asked us so what's your what's everyone's favorite snack what's everyone's favorite meal and then everyone was going oh I love having sweets I like chocolate I like donuts I like crisps and then I put my hand up and I said I like boiled eggs <laughs> and then I remember two kids in school they started laughing at me one of the cool guys the jocks and this was like year four so he was like just good at PE um and his friend they just burst out laughing and you know what? To this day, I still stand by that. I love boiled eggs, but I am going through a phase of not loving um, soft boiled eggs. I love hard boiled eggs at the moment. For some reason, I've just gone off eating runny yolk. I just love the hard yolk. I don't know why that is. Um, so there you go. And then, of course, takeaway food. So growing up in a takeaway, that was a big part of 
our culture um we ate that pretty much every weekend so at home we would eat pretty healthy chinese food so like you steamed fish steamed vegetables with rice and then at the takeaway that's when all the fried stuff would come out so we'd have things like crispy duck with pancakes sweet and sour chicken crispy chili beef and i remember we used to go into work and we'd have like a little snack so it might be that we had chips with curry sauce which is dead easy to do you just pour the curry sauce over some fried chips and then we'd share that and have that together and then after work we used to go back to my cousin's house and we'd just order and cook loads of food so we'd have noodles and salt and pepper chips and uh, crispy duck with pancakes if if we were allowed sometimes we weren't allowed because there might not have been enough stock and it's quite expensive because it's duck um and i remember going back to my cousin's house and all of us just eating around the table together and then my cousins would stay up playing cod till really late and i didn't play so i'll just sit there in a food coma and that was one of the happiest times actually it was simpler times back in the day and it was great when we used to work with my cousins together uh, that was really fun because it was almost like just hanging out with your family but getting paid to do it at the same time but we did used to get really stressed out with each other because we were family. So you could call each other everything under the sun, especially when it was really busy during Christmas and New Year's Eve. Those were the busiest times and it would honestly be the most stressful experience for like four hours. You're running on adrenaline because the phone's going off, you've got customers coming through the door, you're packing loads of food, the, the all the chefs are really, really busy. Um, so it can get really stressful working in a takeaway. And um, I just remember my sisters kind of getting really annoyed at one another and me, of course. I was always the slowest one to pick up stuff. Um, so I wasn't very good at um, packing stuff quickly. Um, I, I did used to answer the phone a lot because that's something that I could do. Um, but no one liked doing that either because... Even though it was one of the easiest jobs, you just sit there and go, what would you like? We used to go, good evening, Emeralds, Vivian speaking, how may I help you? <laughs> and that was our um, answering telephone voice. <laughs> Why is that so funny? I don't know. I think I'm just hyper-emotional today. Things are either really making me laugh or really making me cry. Um, so, yeah, so takeaway life was the best did you guys used to work in the takeaway at all? Can you uh, relate to anything that I've said? Um, I remember this is my probably my last point now because I've got so hungry thinking about food that I'm going to have to go downstairs and eat something. But I tried to go vegan one time. This is when I was like 23, 24, I can't remember now. I was living in Didsbury at the time and I was working uh, full time. So I was living out. So I remember going home one night and then just telling my mum and dad that I'd been vegan for the week and then my dad he shouted at me so much he was just like ah you're so marfan which means you're so like annoying and inconvenient because when we'd cook dinners together they traditionally would make loads of food on the table so the only things I could really eat would be like vegetables and rice and that was it um so I mean I only lasted a week by the end of that week I ended up having a beef burger anyway so shit vegan but there you go uh, there's actually this amazing vegan chef called at wound.heng so that's w-o-o-n dot h-e-n-g who recreates Asian food but with a vegan twist on it so definitely check her out so that's all I have time for today I didn't even get time to do a shout out um but i hope you enjoyed this podcast and if it's made you a little bit hungry 
please let me know what have you been eating during this time send me any food photos that you might have you know that I'll enjoy them greatly um, and of course please like and share this podcast if you have time go into Apple podcast and please leave a review I would greatly appreciate it and it really makes me very happy when I see people enjoying it so yeah take care everyone see you soon bye